Well, good morning, everyone. It's great to be here, as I, as I, I said. Um, and we're continuing in our, our series. We start at the beginning of December, a mini-series of four weeks on uh, Isaiah's prophecy. Coming to the, the last part today. Um, we are starting a new series a week next Sunday called Foolproof in Your Life. Um, looking at the book of Proverbs, so we're looking forward to that. I think that's what's happening anyway, but I'm sure it'll be a, um, a, a blessed time. Let's just read together that uh, prophecy of Isaiah that uh, uh, Isaiah wrote 700 years before Christ came. He said, For unto us is born, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. We spent the past four Sundays in December looking at uh, Isaiah's prophecy concerning the coming of Messiah, God's King. Um, and who he was, and who he is, I should say, through his names there we, we, we've just read. Uh, we have just celebrated his coming. I've once again looked at the events of that first Christmas, the place culminating in the birth of Emmanuel, God with us in the stable, um, or lean-to, or wherever it may, it may have been. It doesn't really matter. Um, I got Emmanuel, God with us. Um, one reason God speaks to Isaiah 700 years prior is so that we don't miss the point of who this child is. It was great last Sunday to see lots of people dressed up and taking part in the star in the stable. Obviously, it was some nice friends of mine on Facebook when Ian put some photographs on and said, what do you mean star in the stable? The star wasn't over the stable, it was over the house. And it was this, and they go, who cares? I said to them, the point was, the star in the stable was Jesus. It had nothing to do with the star. The star in the stable was Jesus. You missed the point if you didn't see that. If we only see and come away from the stable on Christmas morning, Christmas evening or whatever we've seen the stable, and we only see the stable in the manger and the baby, and, and that's what, and why he cannot miss out what he came, then we really miss out on what it's all about. Let's just do a quick recap of what we've looked at over the past four weeks. And Isaiah presents to us uh, the names of the Messiah who was to come. Wonderful. Now some have said versions put wonderful counsellor, some split it up wonderful and counsellor. I like to split personally. Wonderful. One who is magnificent for us. For us. The counsellor, the one who's already always there for us in every given situation. And mighty God. He is mighty God in the flesh, Emmanuel, El Gibor, the one true God. And as Jesus said before Abraham was, I am, which means El Gibor, I am. I am God. Moses tells his people, this, I am has sent me, Gibor, the one whose might is unparalleled. And the focus of Isaiah's prophecy of the mighty God, who is our hero, that the prophet in the 7th century BC anticipated, the new New Testament confirms because a Messiah would be God, he would have God's power, but Isaiah, to Isaiah, the amazing thing was to Isaiah, he wouldn't just be, have the power of God, but he would be the God of power. 
In Colossians 1 verse 19 we read, For in him, Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Everlasting Father, Mike brought to us last Sunday. He's a Father who always and always will be there for us. Who surrounds us and lavishes us on us. His everlasting love. He's a Father who asks the question, who will go for us? And the Son said, who am I? Send me. And the Father gave the Son, and to us a Son is given. John 3, 16, we know it so well, don't we? For God so loved the world, that's you and me, the whole world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life. I like that word, have. Not hope I will get, have eternal life. That assurance to know. And then we have a journey from there, don't we? From the manger to the cross. If we only look at the manger and come away, let's see in the manger and miss out the cross. Then we've missed it altogether. Jesus stands on the threshold of 2020 and shouts in a war-torn world, a world of conflict, a world of strife and burden. If you want peace, it can be found in me. For I am the Prince of Peace. But what do we mean by peace? World peace. Cessation of all wars. Which the last two world wars are supposed to stop. Peace of mind. About a decision or a situation. Peace in our country. Peace amongst in our communities. Peace in our families. Peace within ourselves. The Jewish word in the Hebrew word is shalom. A word of greeting used by the Jewish people. Peace means. But it means more than just peace. It's a greeting as well as a hello as well as a goodbye. It means so much more. It means peace, harmony, wholeness, completeness, prosperity, welfare, tranquility. Can we use the greeting as a both hello and goodbye spoken over our homes? Like, it's like saying to you, like I say to you this morning, may you know peace, may you know harmony, may you know wholeness, may you know completeness, may you know prosperity, may you know welfare, may you know tranquility on your home, your families, your house in 2020. That's how it was, was used. You know, I don't believe short term Jesus had world peace on his agenda. In fact, he said wars and rumours of wars would continue and increase over time. But he also asked us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Long term, during his future reign, remember we've read in, in Isaiah, his reign shall last forever and ever, and his future reign without end, that will be a different matter. There will be 100% total cessation of all strife and war. What Jesus really wants for us today, and for everybody, is to be at peace with each other. Romans 12 verse 18 says, If possible, if possible, as far as it depends on you and me, live peaceable with all. There's a, there's a challenge for 2020, isn't it? To be at peace with everybody, with our neighbours, with our friends, with our families. What depends on us?
We can't answer for other people, obviously, but if it depends on us, then we should do it. He acknowledges that the world, they will, in this world there will be conflict and turmoil, yet he wants us to have peace in the storm and overcoming power. We read in John 16, verse 33, he says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. In knowing he is there for us, and we can cast our burdens onto him, we have, to, we have no need to be anxious, but to know peace. In Philippians 4, well known, we've heard it a lot of recent times, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And when you do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, for me, the greatest peace of all is not the absence of war and conflict or life storms, but it's peace that passes all understanding that God gives me and give to you no matter what. You know, Apostle Paul wrote, he said, I am convinced nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky, no power or in the earth, below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter what. No matter what, I have the assurance because of what Jesus did for me on the cross, through his resurrection, he gives me a guarantee of eternal life. I know his forgiveness of my sin, which gives me peace with God. And there's nothing that can change my standing in that peace and in that grace. Now God took the initiative in pursuing peace with us by sending his son to earth. Jesus lived a perfect life. His crucifixion paid for the sins of all who trust in him. And his resurrection guarantees our justification before God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who gives us peace with God. That's why the message of salvation in Christ is called the Gospel of Peace. The angel's words to the shepherds on that first Christmas we know so well. Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased with. With whom God is pleased. God's pleasure and peace rest upon those who receive God's Son by faith. Since we, Bible tells us, since we have been justified by faith, not by works, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God means that our great sin debt has been paid. Hallelujah. Our God sees us as righteous right before him because of what Jesus did for us. We're no longer enemies, but beloved children. His holy nature can we have fellowship with us because he sees us in Christ. It's called the great exchange. I was had a weight on me, the burden of sin, and I was heading for lost eternity because of it. Jesus came and he took it off me, so I am free. 
Jesus took it all the way to Calvary, to the grave. He rose again that I might be free. To know that peace in all circumstances, no matter, no matter what. Do we get, I get concerned? Of course I get concerned. Do I fear sometimes? Yes, of course I fear sometimes. But I know the end result is God is on the throne. His reign over me, over my life and over this world is guaranteed, no matter what. When I was being, when I was being taken down to when they said, you have had a heart attack, Mike, um, or maybe Michael, can't remember, um, taken down the corridor and they were whizzing me down to the operating theatre and, uh, and the nurses were throwing instruments here and then everywhere and plugging me into this, that and the other. And all I knew was felt that peace and God saying, you're in my hands. And I didn't worry whatsoever. He just took that piece of pastness. All understanding was there in my heart. You can know that peace too, no matter what. And you can receive Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace today. And face whatever comes tomorrow. Next year. And you can have that relationship with the one who says to you and me today, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen. God is good all the time. All the time God is good. And I pray and hope that uh, this coming year you will know that peace. Not just peace in your home, not just peace in your families, not just peace in this world, not just peace in your work, wherever it might be, but you might know peace. The peace and the knowledge that your sins have been forgiven. That Jesus loves you. God loves you. We love you. And that you might know through faith in him, salvation. And go into 2020 knowing no matter what happens, God is there for you and with you. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for 2019. We already have. There's so many, like, so many things on you. People put down, Lord, of their thankfulness. And you are our amazing God. And Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your love and compassion for us. And it will always continue. Even when we're faithless, you are faithful. And Lord, we want to pray for everybody who's not feeling well today. Who's not been well over Christmas, <coughs> uh, Lord. And we've all been under the weather. Pray, pray Lord, for your grace today. Your healing today. Your touch today, Lord, and bring about respite from the coughing and the sneezing, the feeling not unwell, Lord. We might be strengthened in you. Pray for those who are perhaps a bit more seriously ill, Lord, we've been praying for this last year. Lord, we just pray for them that they might know your grace, they might know your help, and know your healing. We pray for those who are facing questions and facing difficulties at this time as they go into the new year. Lord, knowing, not sure where to turn, where to go. Lord, they pray you'll just shine your light on their pathway. Yes. And show them the way ahead, we pray. We ask these things for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.